You're rolling too. Where's my snare? You don't have a snare because oh, okay. you're not a rapper. Secret society. Secret society. Secret society. Hello everybody, Bradley Allen again with episode 2 of Secret Society. This episode I talk with MSU Quidditch, President Mel Walker, Head Coach Ian Hoopengardner, IM Coordinator Kevin Fennell, and PR Coordinator Maggie Hermanson. Excellent interview, excellent time. Thank you so much for them coming on. Thank you for everybody for listening, everybody who's back listening from the first episode. Uh, Just an excellent time. Got a lot of information about Quidditch, a lot of information about them, and I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Okay, welcome everybody to Secret Society Episode 2. I am here in WDBM Studios for MSU Impact Sports with Michigan State Quidditch. And with me here I have the head coach Ian Hoopengarner and PR coordinator Maggie Hermanson, president of the e-board Mel Walker, and also Kevin Fennell who is the IM coordinator. So if you guys want to go around and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Hey, how's it going? I'm Kevin Fennell. Um, So I started Quidditch my freshman year. Um, I got involved through um, its participation. Um, I'm an education major, specifically math for secondary. And yeah, this is about all I do is Quidditch. It takes up a lot of time, but it's worth it. Mel? Uh, I'm Mel. I got my start with Quidditch. First, I read about it online before I got to MSU. So once I got here, I was really excited to start with practice and stuff like that. Uh, I study anthropology and geography, and I'm a junior. Awesome. Hi, Maggie. Um, I am an arts and humanities and professional writing major with a minor in museum studies. And I got involved with Quidditch my freshman year. I'd I'd seen the website online, and I really wanted to play. Um, So I went to participation, went to the booth, and signed my name on the little email list. And here I am, and it's been really great. Awesome. And Ian? Uh, my name is Ian Hoopingarner. I'm the coach for Machine State Quidditch and also, unfortunately, the groundskeeper, which means I have all of the hoops in my uh, dorm right now. <laughs> um, I got started in Quidditch uh, my senior year of high school, actually. I helped start my high school's Quidditch team. Um, and actually, a lot of the MSU Quidditch uh, players were kind of involved in helping us get started. and teaching us the rules and showing us the ropes, so that was that was pretty cool. Right now, uh, I'm a comparative cultures and politics major, uh, James Madison College here. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome, and just to give you, uh, the listeners, some background, I've been uh, following the Quidditch team since I started here at Impact, and a little um, couple recaps that happened this past semester. I know that you guys qualified again for the Quidditch World Cup, which is going to be held in Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. South Carolina. Yep. And you guys were playing a few weeks back just for fun in the snow. It was like three feet deep, and I'd never <laughs> seen anything like that. It was really cool. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so first I'm going to talk to Kevin Fennell, who's the IM coordinator here, and for those of you who don't who do not know, Quidditch, um, taken from the movies Harry Potter, they're flying around on broomsticks, but you guys aren't flying. Obviously, you're on the ground, and it requires a tremendous amount of athleticism to play. One thing I noticed from watching you guys practice. So, Kevin, do you want to talk about how you got involved in Quidditch? I know you mentioned participation, yeah. and uh, tell me a little bit about what you do as I am coordinator. Um, yeah, I started at participation. That about that about what what hooked me in. Um, the first time I played was at participation. We had, they had a pitch set up and whatnot. Um, got to play barefoot. Accidentally broke Ian's phone. It was a good time. He it was never a good lets time. Me, he it's never the first let, time I played against Kevin. <laughs> he never lets me forget it. Um, <laughs> 
broken many phones because of Quidditch. Um, so, as I am coordinator, this is our first year having the position on eBoard. Um, because what usually happened was um, we would have a strong IM league um, for the first semester without anyone organizing it. But once like winter hit and stuff like that, the team would kind of fall apart and stuff like that because no one would organize tournaments and stuff like that because no one wanted to really play because it was really cold out. So um, my job is to just like set up a league per se, um, keep everything running smoothly and whatnot. Um, so far. Um, in the position it's been going fairly well um unfortunately we had to reschedule the im tournament of last semester because of um a tornado warning <laughs> last what, that happened last semester so um i'm waiting for the weather to warm up probably after this uh break for the first uh im tournament and then i'm setting up the league once again over break as well cool so how many im teams did you guys have i know you had like uh several different teams um, and a, a whole lot of players too Five? Yeah, we had uh, we had five teams with varying numbers of people on each team, uh, depending on how well um, you were able to recruit the freshmen and uh, how many veteran players wanted to stay with your team or if you had the team last year. Um, we had the Hippopogryphs, um, the North Nords, the Hack Dragons, <laughs> the notorious RON, or Ron for short, and um, we also had the Hue Neutrons. And Hack Dragons is that named after? It, I believe his name is Will Hack. He's one of uh... our illustrious former coach. Will <laughs> yeah. Hack. Yes. yes. Um. There. There's a joke behind the name. Um. Dragons isn't spelled in the conventional sense. It's um. It's spelled as in dragging, dragging something because Will had a tendency to drag his broom bristles along as he ran because. That's, that was just the Will Hack way. And it, was, it was the patented Will Hack drag. <laughs> so, hence the... He would hold it by the very tip of the broom and drag the bristles on the ground. And you it was never... only made possible because he would run with this waddling gait. It was very great. <laughs> no never, broom's ever safe. You never let Will use your broom. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a play on words to yeah. remember Will. Yeah. Cool, and would you say that the IM teams and the IM season um, alongside the, I don't know if you call it varsity or the travel team or whichever team you bring to tournaments and stuff, is a good sort of um, kind of farm system to get everybody involved. One thing that I know is that you only travel to tournaments with a limited number of players on your roster and having the IM season gives an opportunity for everybody to play, which is why I love uh, club sports so much because while it is competitive and you're trying to win, um, anybody can do it, and any everybody has an opportunity to play. Well, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I ran for the position in the first place is that I wanted to have everyone have a chance to play. Um, it's unfortunate that we're only able to bring 21 players along with like three staff to our tournaments and stuff like that, and um, I just want to make sure that everyone has a chance to play this great sport. It's it's a lot of fun. The IM is a great chance for players to kind of shine a little bit too, um, because you get to see them play rather than just practice. Because um, a lot of the times at practice and stuff like that, we run a lot of drills. We don't, especially in the first semester, we didn't scrimmage a lot, so you don't get to see the players play a lot as as much as you would um, what we're doing right now. So the IM league gives people a chance to shine to show that they, hey, uh, give me a shot for the roster and whatnot. And it also is a great way to teach players. Yeah, and, and as coach, if I could interject for a, a second as well, um, a lot of a lot of um, our really standout players uh, started out thinking that they were just going to do the IM League. Um, and it, I think it gives players a, a chance to sort of stay stay on the radar until they have that kind of breakout tournament. Um, so I know one of our best beaters, uh, Jacob Bobbledick, um, was was like fully intending to just be an IM player uh, last year, and he had a breakout tournament um, at the, actually the first tournament we won that spring semester last year. And uh, so yeah, it, it gives players a chance to sort of keep playing and you know, make, like 
get a chance to make the, the varsity team later on. Cool. And Ian, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you became the coach and a little bit of your history with Quidditch? I understand that you uh, played before you got in college mm -hmm. and um, helped start up a team, uh, like a local team for people not only involved in MSU. Yeah. Um, so w when I was a senior at East Lansing High School, just down the, the street from here, uh, I started a like a high school team with with a couple friends, and we ended up playing at MSU's spring tournament of that year, so the 2012 spring tournament. Um, played against CMU, Grand Valley, and MSU's varsity team, so we got crushed, absolutely crushed. But it was it was cool playing against some of the better teams uh, in the region. Not so much Grand Valley, but uh, MSU's. I think the best team in the region. They probably were one of the best teams in the region then. Um, and CMU's become a real powerhouse uh, this year too. So it was cool to be able to play against those teams when I was just a, a, a high school student. Um, so then uh, when I came here, I I was assistant coach uh, last year um, during our last year's season and uh, ran for coach this year and uh, was elected. So it's like a democracy. People are nominated, and you vote who, who mm -hmm. you think can be coach. Yeah. And obviously, uh, you do more than just coach. You also play. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, can you touch a little bit more on the IM season versus the varsity season, and uh, how do you guys make the decision of who's going to be on the roster when you are going to a big tournament? Um. This is actually kind of a system we're still trying to work out now because the IQA, the International Quidditch Association, which is our kind of parent uh, organization, kind of like the NCAA, um, they, they changed their policies um, on, on how we do rosters. In the past, we'd, we'd have sort of like a rolling roster where for every tournament we would select a, a roster of people that represent us. And the, the max uh, roster capacity is 21. So. Um, We'd have to, you know, fill, fill out that roster with 21 people. Um, but now the IQA needs like a, a standing roster of people who are registered through the IQA as players. So um, we've had to have tryouts this year. We had a, a fall semester tryout, and then we just had a spring semester tryout recently. So we have. It's primarily we, we put, play scrimmages with different groups of people, trying to pair as many uh, different groups together. Um, and see how they, how well people play with each other and also their individual skills and potential. Um, and then we, we select 21 players based on like what positional needs we have and you know the, the potential for players to develop and become really skilled over the course of the season. Cool. And now everybody can kind of uh, chime in here to this general question. You guys want to explain um, the game. I know you have three hoops. Uh, anybody who's been on... Um, our website at Impact Sports sees, you know, some of the content that has been put up there about Quidditch. You guys are running around, it's full contact, there are multiple different balls in the equation which can make it confusing, um, and it it's obviously has some differences from just the movies. Yeah. Well, I can, I can start with that one because I've done a lot of this explaining yeah. <laughs> when I'm recruiting players. Uh, so in general, kind of a general Oh, Kevin has two. He can he can jump in in a second. Um, it, it's sort of like a general overview. It's a little bit like full contact basketball uh, with elements of dodgeball and maybe a little bit of rugby, the footwork of soccer. So um, there are three different uh, types of balls used. The first is the quaffle, which is um, it, we use a deflate, slightly deflated volleyball, um, and that's, that's a scoring ball. Um, if you put... If you put the ball through uh, one of the three hoops on either side, you get 10 points. Um, so that's the the players that play with the quaffle are the keepers and uh, the three chasers on each team. So uh, the second ball is uh, the bludger. There's three bludgers in play at a time, um, and there are two beaters on each team that handle the bludgers. If you, the, the bludger rules are basically like dodgeball. If you get hit... Um, with a bludger, you have to dismount the broom that you're uh, holding and run back, touch your hoops before you can engage and play again. Uh, and then the last uh, position is a seeker. 
uh, and the Seeker plays with the Snitch. The Snitch is um, a neutral player, um, so a player that's not on either of the teams competing. Um, and they have, basically, it's a, it's a tennis ball in kind of like a flag football setup on the back of their shorts. Um, and so the Seeker's job is to pull the, the flag off the back of the Seeker's shorts, and um, if they do so, they get their team 30 points, and the game's over. So that means if you're down by 40 points, you catch the snitch, you would still lose by 10. Um, so there's a lot of strategy, not just trying to get the snitch, but also when to catch it and when to prevent the other team from catching it. Yeah, because I've mentioned this to, I think, Maggie before. That was my huge issue <laughs> with uh, when I was a kid reading Harry Potter books. Um, I'm huge into competition, huge into sports, and... I couldn't grasp the idea that as soon as Harry Potter caught the snitch, the game was over, making all uh, previous uh, play, you know, irrelevant. Well, Doesn't to be matter. fair, in the books, it was 150 points when you caught the snitch, yeah. and in the game, it's only 30. Right. In our version, it's only 30. So. And and I, I like the element of um, watching. I've actually watched an IM game where uh, somebody who is uh, the snitch, which is kind of like a referee role, and it's like exactly like flag football and they're you know defending trying to stop um the seeker from grabbing it and, and ending the game and uh it gets kind of violent too it's like yeah. uh it takes a lot of uh, athletic ability and is definitely a lot of fun to watch too so do any of you guys have any other um thoughts on you know the game itself what positions you play what are some of your experiences your favorite aspects of uh you know the game. Which position gets all the glory? Would you would you say would that be a seeker or the the person who's uh, throwing the ball, like scoring the points? Anyone who's not playing beater. Okay. <laughs> Especially depends. the seeker. I think it depends on the moment. You know, it, 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 when you're a beater and you beat um, the other beater, who, or sorry, the seeker who's trying to get to catch the snitch, that's a good glory moment. Or you beat someone who's about to score a goal. That's a good glory moment for a beater too, but I think it depends on the moment in the game. But I think a lot, of, uh, majority of the time, it's a chaser or a seeker, especially the seeker who just caught the snitch and won the game. So. You can tell Maggie plays beater. I do. Yeah. Yes. As, as chasers, Kevin and I don't like beaters except for the beaters on our team because beaters are very annoying. I mean, yeah, I mean they they can shut up they can shut a play down immediately. So that's it's, our charm. I, I know it's it's uh, it, it's probably I would argue the most important position on the pitch and so it's also the most frustrating if you're not a beater <laughs> um, right. it's just it's, it's unfortunate that it is it is probably the most important like position on the field but it never gets focused on yeah it's like the offensive line in football probably more or less it's a pretty good comparison well and i also have uh with us here who just spoke a moment ago maggie hermanson who is the public relations coordinator for uh michigan state quidditch club maggie i understand that you also, participation played a big role in you getting involved in Quidditch. Yes. Um, you want to tell us a little bit more about your experience there? Um, as a person going to particip uh, participation or someone who plans for part of this participation? Um, everything from that to getting involved in Quidditch to what you do now and PR. Okay. Um, essentially, when I, when I went to participation um, this past year, but not this past year, I'm sorry, the year before, um, it, it was a big chaotic mess. It was on Munfield and there were a bunch of tents and no one could move through a, uh, a, a gap between tables fluidly. Um, and so essentially I just wrote down my name on the email list. They had a poster board when I went um, that just showed different moments in Quidditch that were really um, iconic and important that we took pictures of. And um, so yeah, so that's how I got involved, and then I got an email telling me about when practice was going to be, and so I showed up. Um, and then when I became PR coordinator after I was elected, um, I start uh, with a couple of other people. We started to plan out what we were going to do for participation this year, and we wanted it to be more of a place where people can actually stand and talk to us about the sport because I think a lot of the trouble we get when we, we're trying to recruit players is that they don't actually understand what we're trying to do because it is a real a real impact it's a real impact sport it's um it's it's fast paced and it's um it's really rough and tough and it's awesome but it's also derived from a fantasy children's book so 
Um, this year we had um, decided to put together a video setup, which Ian helped a lot with, um, putting together kind of a cut different moments that we had during um, during our season. And we made, um, well actually we used our old poster board and we had a lot more people standing there shouting and holding up brooms and telling people to sign up and we had um, more people there wearing quitted shirts and talking to people, actually having conversations with people on the floor. We were in the Breslin Center this year so um, it was a lot easier for us to be able to maneuver people in and out and t just have real conversations with them about Quidditch and I think that helped a lot in terms of getting people to not only understand what we do but get them excited about it which is really important to recruitment. Definitely and for your first couple years with Quidditch you um you want to tell us about that and how you became public relations coordinator and sort of what you do uh, in that role for the club? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I've only been in Quidditch for a year because I'm a sophomore. So um, my year of Quidditch last year, um, I wasn't very active on the um, on the traveling team. I'm still not very active on the traveling team. Um, I, uh, but when I was, I did go to one tournament, in the Midwest tournament, um, which was in, where, was that Ohio? Somewhere yeah, in Ohio? Okay. Um, Ohio. Yeah, yeah near and Cincinnati. Oh, okay. And yeah, in Cincinnati. And uh, that's when we qualified um, for World Cup. And I went to that, um, and it was a lot of fun. It, was, it really, you don't really see the essence of what Quidditch is until you see a tournament, and it's it's just so awesome, and it doesn't run seamlessly, but it runs really, really well, and um, it was really, it was awesome. And I knew that going to that tournament made me understand how important Quidditch was to me. And so I, um, I start, I just ran for PR coordinator. It was actually kind of on a whim because I wasn't planning on running for eboard at all. I just, we just come up with a couple new positions, and I wasn't planning on running for eboard because it wasn't something that I would normally want to do. Um, I was on student council in high school, and I didn't really like that, so I didn't think that eboard would necessarily be something that I would enjoy, but I just kind of went for it and wrote a speech, and um, and I ended up getting uh, the position, which was which I'm really, really grateful for. I'm really um, happy that I'm here doing this. Uh, essentially, my job is to um, run the social media, um, get fundraising going, get people, get the word out sort of thing, and getting us opportunities like this, like to talk to you right now, um, helping us get our name out there and our, um, j just basically um, getting us, get, getting people to know about us and to be excited about this because we're all excited about it. And um, getting, it's also giving them a chance to understand what we're doing, which is kind of hard to do because your immediate reaction is, oh, you play Quidditch, and then there's a, a lot of laughter involved and a lot of, what are you doing? Do you actually fly? That sort of thing. Um, so I try and I try and avoid that as much as possible, and help. I just help explain what we do and how important it is to a lot of people. So um, essentially, I, I do the Twitter and the Facebook fan page and the web. I edit a lot of the website. Uh, a lot of pictures. They're not taken by me, but um, one of our players takes pictures and I post them. Um, and yeah, so essentially, I do all that kind of thing. Awesome. So you stay really busy with that, and yes. and you still play also. Uh, I don't play as much as I used to um, because I'm doing a lot of this. But uh, so yeah, I, I do I do a lot more of the PR stuff than I do the team uh, than the actual playing. Does the president play as often as you would expect, or um, we also have Mel Walker in the studio here, who is the uh, president of Quidditch Club. So, um, Mel, do you want to tell us how you got involved a little bit more mm -hmm. about your experience with Quidditch? Yeah, um, I heard about Quidditch when I was in high school. I read about it online, and I was very excited once I got here to check out the Quidditch team, join the Quidditch team. I really wasn't sure what to expect at my first practice. Uh, I actually didn't really check out Quidditch's participation, so I kind of went in blind not knowing what was going to go on. But it was very athletic, the people were very friendly, there was a lot of competition, and I really enjoyed it and I ended up staying. I was secretary my sophomore year, and I really liked being on eboard, so it was suggested that instead of rerunning for secretary, I run for president, and I thought it was kind of a crazy idea, but I ran anyway. Um, I still play, even uh, with president. Because I'm a junior and I'm getting kind of later, I have less free time, 
but I still show up to practice and I still play with my AM team and I wouldn't want to miss out on Quidditch. At one of the practices that I went to this fall, one thing that I did notice was uh, you guys were all playing and it, um, it might have even been one of your IM games and you were at Monfield where basically there's 20 different things going on there at once. You guys have your own little section where you're playing Quidditch and somebody ran over um, and was like, I need somebody to play soccer. I need a female to play on our soccer team. And you were like, fine, I guess I'll do it. I don't, I never played or something like that. You went out there and you played with them. Is that something that's pretty common? You guys, um, just the love of getting out there and doing stuff. Um, it seemed like he had done it before. Like, oh, I have to go back to Quidditch and see if I can borrow one of their players to play in an IM soccer game. Yeah, I think that sort of thing is common. Um, having people play on IM teams, uh, play IM soccer, other IM sports, and even people just getting together outside of Quidditch to throw around a football or things like that. Yeah, or play different games that we've made up. Um, like, uh, what, what's the one where you kick the, where you're only allowed to kick the ball, but you hit it against a wall? What's that one? The, um, I don't know. It's the one, it's the one with the feet. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Okay, like well, that. there's <clears throat> an actual sport. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was. Um, well, Agag is the Agag, one. Agag, that's the one. I'm sorry. Uh, it's the reverse Gaga ball. Gaga ball, Gaga ball. That's what it is. All okay. Right. Yeah. Well, my favorite instance of one of our or some of our players getting recruited for IM soccer was after one of our conditioning practices on Munfield. I think it was like a Tuesday night. Uh, two of our uh, girl players got recruited from two different teams, playing against each other, and during practice we we've been talking about like. It was Maria and, and, and Katie Kay who got recruited, and we were talking about how Katie Kay still can't tackle people. And so whenever they like were head-to-head -head on the soccer field, we would always be yelling at Katie Kay to tackle Maria, which is obviously not allowed in soccer, but we were just talking about that. In, What's the point of playing soccer, then? Yeah, I know. That's why you should play Quidditch. But, um, yeah, it, we, we, we are probably the, the biggest recruiting pool for last-minute soccer spots so yeah yeah and we'll take a quick break here in a moment real quick i'll just go around and see um what are your guys' other experiences with sports just to get an idea of what kind of game and what kind of uh level of uh athleticism led into you guys uh becoming excellent quidditch players any of you guys play any sports uh, in high school or do you play any other intramural or club sports here at michigan state um, myself personally, um, most of my athleticism came from me like keeping up with my friends. I guess um, I never really played sports in high school, but um, the my main friends in high school growing up that I played sports with was are currently a Division One volleyball player and a Division Two football player. So I had to be able to keep up with them to compete at all. So I mean, I didn't really get the didn't really play in school, but I played pretty hard with my friends on the street ball and whatnot. So like football, basketball, anything we could get a hold of. Uh, in high school, I actually kind of lost interest in sports. Uh, Quidditch was kind of me getting back into it. But before high school, I played basketball and I did track and cross country. Does marching band count as a sport? <laughs> Is mayonnaise an instrument? Because uh, I was in the color guard, um, which I think could be a sport. Why not? Um, I, I, um, threw a rifle and did flag work and saber work, um, so there's that. And in middle school I played volleyball, um, but other than that, Quidditch was the actual, you know, the, the big sport I got into, like Mel, like when I got into college. Um, in high school I ran cross country and a track. Um, I also did a little bit of, um, soccer back in the day, like everybody did at some point in their life um and i did wrestling for a while so i've, I've done really yeah oh that's sorry I yeah surprise <laughs> um I but yeah I, I, i've done a, a couple of different things and i gotta say quidditch is is my favorite by far the the most engaging the most athletic definitely the the one that required the most conditioning and it's you know it's my favorite sport yeah, for those of you listening who are still skeptical about Quidditch, uh, just go to YouTube and type in Quidditch and watch uh, some of the, some of the stuff that goes on, and you'll definitely see that uh, 
it takes a lot of conditioning. It's uh, full contact. It is, it is definitely fun to watch. We'll take a quick break here, and when we get back, we'll have some more fun questions and uh, get to know a little more of you guys uh, personally and more about the Quidditch Club. Become a volunteer DJ or take on another role at The Impact. No experience necessary. The only requirement is that you're an MSU student. Fill out an app online and send it to impact89fm at gmail.com or bring it to G4 Holden Hall. Now back to Secret Society. Okay, we are back, and I'm still here with Kevin Fennell, Mel Walker, Maggie Hermanson, and Ian Hoopengarner from Michigan State Quidditch. And now we're going to relax and open up a little bit and talk about some of the camaraderie amongst you guys as the Quidditch team. Um, one thing I'd like to talk about is a few weeks back, you guys had a the Winter Fantasy Tournament, which was... Basically, you guys had a fantasy draft at some point. Yes. You had some 80 number of players from across the Midwest, across the country there, and you guys played in, in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it was cold. Snow. It was ice. It was, it was ice. a solid chunk of ice on yeah. those fields. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> During the break, we were we were talking about the snowstorm event. I think that's what you called yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna call it that from thing. now on. It's gonna be the snowstorm event. The snowstorm <laughs> tournament or whatever the event. Yeah. So do you guys remember um, what were even the results? I know that there was a, probably a winner. Yes, there was. Um, pink team actually team. won. No. Pink. Red team. Dark pink. <laughs> <laughs> Crimson. <laughs> Won the tournament. Um, I was a member of the dark pink team. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> not to... Not to toot your own horn or anything, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> nothing big or anything like that. We actually uh, beat Gray in yeah, the finals. Was, they, they beat our team in the finals. But just back up a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let's just talk about like the, the structure of the tournament. And, uh, fantasy tournaments have been kind of a thing in the Quidditch community for the past couple of years, or at mm -hmm. least the past year. Um, and it's kind of based on like a fantasy football, fantasy baseball kind of draft, um, where a bunch of players from all different teams would sign up for a, uh, a tournament as an individual player. And you kind of list your, your, your name, your position, your strengths, um, you know, other kinds of information to let uh, the general managers know about you as a player. Uh, and then they, the, all the GMs get together and they have a draft. And I think we've usually done like a snake-style draft, but there have been auction-style drafts as well. Um, and once you get your team selected, then everyone actually shows up to the tournament and they actually play. So it's kind of cool. It's, uh, it's better than a fantasy football kind of thing because you get to actually put together a team that plays together. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, and there have been, I think this all started in the Southwest like two summers ago. Um, they had a, a fantasy tournament in Austin, and then it's the, the idea kind of caught on, and every every region in the IQA has had you know multiple fantasy tournaments in the summer or on breaks, um, and it's it's been a been like the the, the big thing in in off season Quidditch stuff recently. So. Who was the first pick this year? Do you guys not remember? Sunshine. Yeah. yeah. It was... Uh, um, Sam Ro Rogenblatt? Right Blatt, yeah, right from, from BG. Uh, Bowling Green had a really great run at World Cup last year. They were kind of a Cinderella Cinderella story. They went from, like, Owen, or 2-2 two and two in their pool to, like, a, a Final Four showing. So, And then their, their seeker, Sam Rogenblatt, caught a couple of really clutch snitches that kind of carried them there. So he was the first pick. And uh, was it the first? I think the first round was uh, Sam, and then our seeker Jack Norgren, and Ooh. then Jeremy Bettner from Ohio State. Um, um, I forget the rest. Chad of them. Brown. Chad from Brown BG. from BG. Um, Dan Shapiro from Missouri. Yeah. Um, oh, Ashley, Ashley Calhoun. Calhoun from CMU. Yeah. David Pruder from CMU. Now, Julie Fritz. That, Julie. Was my, that was our first pick. Yeah. There, there was. It's co-ed, so I know there are certain rules and regulations for IQA. But what about for this fantasy tournament? Could there be a team of all men? Is there a certain amount? Does it have to be? What's the ratio supposed to be? So, um, the, the the official IQA rule that needs to be followed for all games that are you know actually allowed to be considered 
Quidditch. Um, you need to have at least two uh, players who identify with the opposite gender of the rest of the players on a team. So you need to have uh, two people who identify as female uh, and then five that identify as male or the other way around. Those are the limits on either side. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It, that's uh, so the, the co-ed nature is sort of enforced in the within the rules. Now, there was a nickname of the person who was Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine. Um, that reminded me of something. Can you guys tell me about Batman? Batman. <laughs> oh god. We've got some nicknames on our team yeah. too. Um, I, I mentioned on the first episode that, um, you know, club sports. The nickname is nicknames are huge, and a lot of people like don't even know their real name they just go by <laughs> batman and, wow that's um, actually really true yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty yeah. true so when i when i first went you guys practice um you know i was just standing there looking like i didn't know what i was doing and somebody came up to me and was like hey and w- was really nice and welcomed me and told me his name was batman and <laughs> later went on to not tell me what his you know name was he batman and i asked some other people and they were like yeah that's batman <laughs> his name yeah. is zach um, we try to convince the freshman that his real name is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, they usually no, don't no one's us. gotten. Yeah, no one. No one. It's funny it because it last year, I honestly didn't know Batman's name, and I know a couple people didn't. And whenever people would be like Zach, and he would respond, we people would be like, "What?" His nickname like, is Zach, but his real name is Batman. <laughs> um, we have a couple players like that. Actually, we have a player named Snowman, who I don't think anyone except for his girlfriend calls him Ben. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Yes. I don't I, I, I mean, you call him that. It's interesting. I don't even know how... how it's, it's such a... It's a thing that just um, happens and is so common. I don't even know how these players got their names. I mean, I think it, it just... They, they probably just had a nickname. And then in the course of playing any sport, I think it's easier to shout out a nickname than someone's actual it's name. It's really true. Like, Jake Bobble Dykes? Yeah. It, it's, yeah. We need to call him Bubbles. And it's a lot easier to say bubbles for some reason than anything else. Well, it's less syllables. I, for for, for well, one I call him Jake outside of Quidditch. Yeah. But whenever we're playing with him, he's always bubbles. Yeah, he's he's it's my just easier to say. I don't know. I call him Jake all the time, but no. okay, on the pitch, yeah. it's bubbles. Cool. Um, I wanted to get some weird questions out of the way that I I wrote down here. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> Maggie, well, are um, you a vegetarian? Yes. I knew it because you explained something that you had for breakfast, and uh, <laughs> it, it, you, it sc- screamed out vegetarian. Did to it? Me. Wow, I couldn't tell. Yeah. It had no meat in it. <laughs> uh, Ian, you mentioned that you had some form of sausage. Uh, was what kind? So was that like the, the breakfast sausage, <laughs> or was it um, like the kind of sausage that you put in like the croissants? That's like pig and blanket. They're different. Varieties like maple. It was. It was. I think it was just like a, a breakfast link sausage. You know. <laughs> you don't remember. It was. It, it was so the fast. thing that they have next to the potatoes and the scrambled eggs every morning at Case. So I like. I want the sausage and the potatoes. <laughs> and Mel, did you make your own pancakes? Yes, I did. Bisquick or some kind of other uh, mix. Meyer brand. Meyer brand. <laughs> I like that. I used to work yeah. at Meyer. And the breakfast of champions, according to Captain Fennel, is no breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really conducive to playing hardcore sports like Quidditch. Oh, no, I mean, that's that's actually not even a joke. I usually don't eat before tournaments. It's just that, like, I just don't have the stomach to eat. So it's just like, it is it is the breakfast of champions. <laughs> I've started, like, loading up on food the night before. Like, eat, lots, eat, of, the eat lots of carbs and meat and just, like, get up the next morning and play <laughs> i don't know it's worked i can't eat during tournaments no. it's just it's an entire day of playing Fasting. and you the the most most break you'd pop probably get is like an hour unless it's at a really big tournament like world cup where you might get a couple hours but i don't know it's a lot like you know soccer tournaments you gotta eat like some grapes and, and some fruit right after playing and then you don't really get a chance to sit down and have a meal i noticed that uh for for these tournaments you're there all day and especially for the winter uh, storm event, you guys were there all day. Yes. And I, snow was going up to my knees, and that was like around the field, and maybe on the fields it was a little bit smaller. But tell us, how did you guys get through that? Um, uh, 
that day, and I overheard some people, so I have an idea. But you guys tell me, what did you guys do? Did you did you eat? Did you go like, you know, drive off and go somewhere else? Um, what did you guys? How did you guys get through the, the cold of that tournament? I Lots could, of socks. Lots of spare Lots socks. Lots of dry socks. I could tell you for. In complete honesty, that is the coldest I have ever felt in my entire life. And I wasn't playing because I was too busy running around trying to coordinate refs and stuff. But um, it was so, so, so bone-chillingly cold. Um, <clears throat> we had we had a couple of really nice um, people who had actually... They were helping us plow the snow off the... the the driveway. way the drive yeah the drive and the um and giving us so we didn't have to walk knee deep to the field every time we wanted to walk back and forth um so and then we had an hour break like a 45 minute hour break because we had been running behind a little bit in starting um which everyone went to go get food supposedly um but yeah i mean the snow was like it wasn't knee deep on, on the playing fields but it was it was you know about ankle deep so it was, it was, it was there was snow it was exhausting that's what it was <laughs> yeah it added like it added a huge amount of difficulty running up and down that field and that constantly. layer of ice just spending all of your time trying not to fall or all of your energy trying not to slip and fall i saw you guys out there and i was i felt really bad yeah, <laughs> after, after that tournament my ankle was killing me oh. <laughs> i mean this is this is not the first time we've played a really cold and snowy tournament in february so i think at least i learned some things from our past tournament glass city glass city, yeah. glass city. Oh, we, we have this joke on our team because it was it was actually the tournament i talked about before it was our first tournament win for the spring uh season last year and it was it was at uh toledo toledo it was they called it glass city that was the name of the tournament it's because toledo is the glass city yeah yeah um, good one <laughs> clever name anyway so it was it was cold it was like in the middle of another winter storm and most of us were not very prepared for that at least i wasn't um we ended up having a great tournament but it was also a really great freezing tournament uh so i learned some things i, I wore socks and then like plastic bags and then more socks this, mm -hmm. this past glass, tournament so that was after glass city one of my toes never fully regained its feeling yeah you still can't feel that toe. it's still kind of numb oh, r.i.p mel's toe <laughs> <laughs> never forget how does that the weather play into your guys uh motivation i know for the glass city tournament was probably a little more uh serious than the winter fantasy tournament but um for something that just seemed to be a bunch of people getting together and playing uh essentially for fun um you guys were out there and you were playing and you were like chanting and fired up mm -hmm. one thing i saw was on one of the fields like a uh, female player was running and kind of bumped into a guy and knocked him over. Typical Quidditch play, like somebody getting knocked down. And just because there was so much snow, she was just like, I'm sorry. She said, uh, she apologized to him like, as they were playing. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I probably wouldn't apologize for knocking someone down, <laughs> but if I if they got a face full of snow, that's definitely something you gotta apologize for. <laughs> Kevin never apologized after tackling me. I know. Uh, <laughs> I had no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think no. it's definitely one of those moments where we're all we're all in this together. We're all where it's it's cold and we can't do anything about it, but we're gonna play Quidditch because that's what we came here to do. And so uh, everyone, I don't think anyone was really was really against just uh, really just wanted to stop playing. As in, I'm done. I quit. This is it. I'm gonna leave you guys out here in the snow that I know of. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't hear that at all. I mean, um, it, it, it was just we're gonna get done. We're gonna do this, and we're gonna gonna get through i mean like at one point like i think it was like the first game of bracket play our team was talking we're like if we don't win that's okay <laughs> <laughs> because that means we get to go inside and yeah. warm up and get ready for um the dance or whatever yeah, but there's uh, always that moment of despair yeah. but i mean I, I think it's just like this is how it's how sports is once you once you start playing, you don't want to stop. But yeah. in the in-between, like, warming up for a game in the snow, you're like, ah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but then, then they say brooms up, and you're like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> so. Now, what you guys had happen after was um, some, like, you had an after party and the Yule Ball at the Kellogg Center. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to hear about that. And just my that's just my favorite part about you guys is the camaraderie amongst you, each other. There were people from... 
you know, all over the Midwest, a bunch of people from Ohio State, from uh, schools in Illinois, Kentucky, and they stayed um, in your guys' houses or in your guys' rooms mm -hmm. with, with yes. students? Yes, a lot of the apartments were filled up with a lot of different players. We had so. like 20 people in my apartment. Yeah. yeah. So how was the Yule Ball afterwards? Can you tell us about that? I think it went well. Um, it, w it was one of our best fundraisers we've ever had, actually. Um, and we had a lot of uh, a lot of the players who had ended up playing at the um, at the Winter Fantasy Tournament or the Snowstorm event, as it is now being called, um, had ended up showing up, which was really really nice because we had played with these people all day. And now we get to spend you know four hours at a dance celebrating the fact that we did not have, lose any toes or um, we didn't lose any players no one died that's really good <laughs> um, and uh, we, yeah we just spent you know a good four hours dressed up and looking all spiffy and whatever what what whatever um, adjectives you have for that um, and we just had a lot of fun and um, we got a lot of people who aren't who weren't on the Quidditch team who are just a part of the MSU community who came um, and uh, celebrate with us. That's great. Uh, did you guys have fun? Was this is the second time you've done this, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And what was the fundraiser for? Was it just for MSU Quidditch? Uh, it's it's um, our main goal is to get to World Cup, um, okay. and in and getting enough money to be able to transport ourselves there because it does cost a lot of money, but. Um, we have to get there somehow, so um, the money is going towards our transportation and kind of semi-lodging, mm -hmm. just that whole thing. Now, if other people wanted to help contribute to your guys' traveling, how could they do that, or how could they do that? You've got a PayPal, right? Uh, we have a PayPal. Um, we can uh, set up something. We're, we're trying to set up an Indiegogo right now, um, yeah. which should be up by the, by the end of the weekend. Um, different perks, like... Uh, T-shirts. We have we have Quidditch T-shirts that we sell regularly. We're also selling those at the dorms, um, and uh, we have different perks like uh, snitch hats, um, shout outs, shout outs, uh, warm embrace from warm Kevin Fennell. Warm embrace. <laughs> am, am I being sold out now again? Yeah, you, oh, we should awesome. have that. We all know you're okay with that. Uh, I mean, wasn't there a thing about you, Ian, wearing a dress? I don't know. Okay. I think that was right. talked about when Ian wasn't there. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Maybe>. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't show up, then you end up wearing a dress. Yeah, there you go. All right. Wonderful. Now you guys do have a fundraiser coming up for Relay for Life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you guys want to tell us about that? I know that it's a Michigan statewide mm -hmm. uh, Relay for Life event taking place in April, and MSU Quidditch has its own team, and you guys are going to be running, walking, relaying uh, mm -hmm. and raising money for cancer. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, a lot of this is being done by another one of our players who isn't here right now, so my knowledge is limited, but what I do know um, is about the uh, event itself is it's a great way to um, kind of to promote ourselves not only as a team but also promote the awareness of cancer research and being able to give, um, give back to the community and to um, a lot of our players um, have been impacted, not, I don't know personally, but you know, impacted by cancer and such, and it's just a good way to give back not only to them, but to the MSU community as a whole, and a lot of, uh, a lot of different groups, student groups are coming out to um, represent themselves and also to uh, show their support, because it's, it's a great fundraiser, and you just, you don't have to run or you don't have to walk around the track. Um, we can we can walk on our brooms around the track, which would be which would be fun. But um, it's just a great way to come together and to sort of have recognition and awareness to this thing that plagues so many people's lives. And so um, it's a lot more towards that than anything else. Yeah, and we'll post a link to where you can donate for MSU Quidditch's team for the We Relay for Life event here on the page. And are any of you guys planning on running with your brooms? I mean, we were we were there last year. We mm -hmm. we, we went to it, um, and we we kind of, you know, walked around, threw around a quaffle, uh, just were there to to support. So I mean, we'll we'll definitely be there if, as mm -hmm. long as it's not the weekend of World Cup. It's not. It's okay, the weekend before. It's good. in March. I, we had a, some confusion about. Yeah, we didn't know what day was. it was, <laughs> but it's definitely the last weekend. So last weekend of March. March twenty eighth. March twenty eighth. So, yeah, yeah, that's that is the last weekend of we'll March. We'll be there. 
or be square. Yeah. Awesome. And I want to ask you guys some more fun questions toward the end, and we'll wrap it up. But real quick, I want to talk about um, what else you guys have upcoming. I understand uh, you guys have another tournament coming up. It's like a Big Ten versus MAC mm-hmm. challenge in Toledo. I think it's gotten moved to Indianapolis. Nope, South Bend. South, South, South Bend. Just like Indianapolis. Yeah. So yeah, um, that we have actually two tournaments coming up before um, World Cup. We got the Big Ten MAC Challenge, and then a, a smaller kind of warm-up tournament for World Cup in Toledo. It's going to be the second Glass City tournament. Um, so. Big Ten MIC, as far as I know, I think what they're going to do is they're going to have pools of uh, Big Ten teams and then pools of MAC teams, and then the top teams from those pools, so the top Big Ten and MAC teams will be entered in the bracket. And then the the final, I think, is going to be a Big Ten team versus an MAC team, so the best Big Ten versus the best MAC. Is that right? Um, I actually looked at the tournament thing. Uh, They posted a bracket and whatnot um the way it's going to work is um there's going to be pool um we're put up against minnesota indiana and purdue purdue yeah yeah and so um you get your oh i tapped the desk um (laughs) you get your um your seating through um pool and only big 10 teams are going to be playing each other um until the end where you play one MAC team. Um, so there's a tournament of all the Big Ten teams to figure out what seed you would be, and then each um, and then the MAC does the same, and so the number one seed from the Big Ten faces the number one seed from the MAC, uh, so on and so forth, all the way through. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's and um, then there's also going to be a All-Star game as well. Um, the Big Ten picked a bunch of players from each schools. They were like, okay, these are some of our best players. Um, make a team from us. And so um, there's going to be an all-star Big Ten team along with the all-star Big Ma- um, all-star Mac <laughs> team. I said Big Mac because that was the joke <laughs> of the how this tournament. That's what we're calling the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big Mac tournament. So it'll be really cool, really exciting. Yeah. That'll be really sweet. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's even better than, than just the, the, the bracket set up with the mm-hmm. champions facing each other. So yeah, we have four players actually in the in the all-star team. We got Kevin, uh, Jim, and one of our freshman female chases, Sarah De Longchamp, and then Jack, Jack, our seeker. So we've got four people represented in the all-star team for the Big Ten. That's I think that's the most that any team has. So all the the, the most any other team has is, is four as well. So. Yeah, we're tied with a couple other teams, yeah, mostly well Mac represented. teams. Yeah. That's great. And when is that tournament taking place? Um, March 11th, I Yeah, it's, it's the weekend at the end of spring break. Yeah. Okay. And who's the favorite? Do you guys think that you can win that tournament? Um, no. We might be slightly handicapped in, in terms of personnel because a couple of our uh, couple of our players are, are have other obligations. Like one of our one of our uh, uh, players has his friends going off to military service that day so we got a couple people who won't be able to make it i think we're definitely the favorites in our pool and i think i mean we're definitely top five even handicapped as much as we might be i think if we had full strength we're definitely the favorite yes i think so i mean we had sort of a i think we we had the tournament kind of stolen from us at, at midwest regionals i think uh i think we are the best team in the region definitely not better at all <laughs> we just can't get past the the semifinals at Midwest. It's a curse. But uh I don't know. It's alright, Michigan can't get past the quarterfinals because we beat them in the quarterfinals every year, so that's what happens. I wanted to ask about that. I know you guys play several tournaments a year. You get to know a lot of the other teams, you get to know a lot of the other players from different schools. Now who would you say do you have friendly rivalries with or maybe not so friendly? Who do you love to beat the most? Is it Michigan? Is it a different school? Um, I know you bowling you guys play like schools like Bowling Green a lot, uh, Central Michigan. Who who do you guys look forward to uh, for your next upcoming tournament? And who do you want to beat? We always we always like beating Michigan because it's Michigan. I, I think our Michigan rivalry is like our, our really heated rivalry. 
We've that been. or well, like he did in one sense with GB as well. Oh, they don't yeah, really like us, but um, that's a little bit of a personal beef, I think, <laughs> with some of our older players who've now gone and kind of stuck around. Yeah. Um, with Michigan, I mean, I love beating Michigan because that's mainly what we do. But because uh, <laughs> that's all we do. <laughs> um, but I don't exactly enjoy playing Michigan. Yes. They're a bunch of very large players who aren't fun to go up against. So like. I mean, as much fun as it is playing Michigan and beating them, um, it's not fun after because usually <laughs> someone's going to be hurt by the end of it. If you don't walk away from the U of M uh, game a little bit bloodied up, it's not you didn't play Michigan right. Yeah, <laughs> you probably lost if you didn't walk away with some bruises. So, yeah, um, I think in terms of friendly rivalries, we got a pretty good friendly rivalry with BG Bowling Green. Mm -hmm. um, we've We've played them, what, three times since they actually started being really good, and I think we've won one. Awesome. It was an important one. We won one, and they've, they've won two. So we've got a pretty good rifle with BG. And then I think Kansas. I think Kansas is, is <laughs> the my... one in everybody's head right now. They, they've beaten us in the semifinals of Midwest Regionals two years, or two out of the past three years. Um... And both times, I think, were, were kind of heartbreaking. Um, this year, we got a snitch catch that was called back. I think two snitch catches that were called back. Um, and we were leading in quaffle points the whole way. And they had this one, one opportunity with a distracted snitch, and they got the pull, and they beat us by, I don't know, 40. So... It was that was that was a heartbreaker, and then they also beat us in the Sweet Sixteen of World Cup last year, also on a distracted snitch catch. So wasn't happy with that either. But I think I mean, that, that's that's the one that everyone's kind of stuck on right now. We it's, need to finally you gotta get Kansas. the monkey off yeah. our back with Kansas. That's great. So this is, episode is going to be coming out probably a couple days before spring break. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you guys what your spring break plans were. Kevin, I know, is working on IM scheduling and uh, things like that. You got any other plans? I mean, um, I'm heading back home. I'm from uh, Buffalo, New York, so I get to go home, see my family for a little bit, and enjoy some well-needed rest. <laughs> That's the 716, correct? Yes, it is. Mel? Uh, I'll be spending a couple days in Grand Rapids to visit my brother there, mm -hmm. and besides that, probably just hanging around here, hanging around my hometown. Cool. Maggie? Um, I'm going back to my parents' house in West Michigan. I live um, in Spring Lake, uh, kind of south of Grand Haven. So uh, I'll be going there, and then I'm going to Ikea because I need a bed. So there you go. And then... That's in Canton. You're going to spend the rest of break building the bed? No. Uh, that's... Uh, I'm just going to take it home with me. And it's going to be unconstructed okay. until I move to my apartment awesome. in the summer. So my plans are kind of undecided as of yet. I might be going um, to one of Missouri's uh, Quidditch tournaments at the first weekend of spring break. Um, I'm not really I'm not really sure, but I might be going just as a as a merc as, as a mercenary player. They have a couple teams set up that are of sort of unaffiliated players playing there. Um, if I don't go there, I might be visiting my dad in. DC. He's shipping out with the Foreign Service at the end of April, so I'm, I might want to go see him before he leaves. And then the last weekend is going to be uh, Big Ten MAC, so that's that's how we're all going to end our break, I think. Cool. I'm looking forward to that and hearing about how you guys do. I think even with your injuries, or n people aren't injured, but you might not have people being able to go, mm -hmm. is that it? Um, you should be able to pull it out, or at least beat the MAC team. Oh yeah, for, for sure. For the big time. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like to end the show by going around and asking a couple different questions from each of you. And the first one is, what is your favorite uh, Michigan State sports moment? Now, it can have to do with Quidditch, or it can have to do with something else. Uh, any any part of your lifetime, what, what would you say stands out the most? And I'll start with Kevin. Um, I've been going to Michigan State football games for a while now. Uh, my brother went to school here before me, so um, 
I'd been going to the football games for about eight years now. My parents had gotten season tickets to come visit and whatnot. And um, probably one of my favorite moments was when we uh, got that Hail Mary pass to um, Nichols versus Wisconsin. Um, our, our seats are like right at the end zone on that side of the field, and it was crazy. The stadium exploded. It was one of my, it's one of my favorite moments still today. I have a funny story about that game. Uh, I was working, and I got out, and I went to watch the rest of the game with my parents and one of my parents' friends. And we're sitting and we're watching, and uh, the play happened, and they reviewed that play again because at first they called it not a touchdown. Mm. And they were going to show the official tell us whether or not we won the game, and my mom went to turn it up, and she changed the channel. So we missed, like, the live call. <laughs> oh, and, wow. and my dad and I, well, we still give her a hard time about that. <laughs> really so, Mel, what's your favorite MSU sports moment? Uh, I feel like this year I have to say it was winning the Rose Bowl because that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that might be a popular answer mm-hmm. on the show. Maggie? Uh, I'm trying to rack my brain because I don't watch a lot of sports um, uh, other than Quidditch. And I, um, let's see. Uh, it can be a Quidditch related. It can yeah, be a yeah, no, yeah. Um, probably. Uh, the moment that I, I didn't actually watch the play, but I remember hearing when we got um, when we got uh, qualified for World Cup, I got the text message, because uh, I wasn't at the tournament um, when it happened, but I got the text message saying we qualified for World Cup and did a little victory dance. I was like, yes! We and was that we did a thing. earlier this fall? Uh, yes, yes. Cool, and so you guys are going, how many people do you think you're going to bring out to the World Cup? Um, in terms of actual players, bring in twenty-one players, three staff members, and we've got about four or five people interested to go just to as, support. Yeah, just as. Um, so we're bringing as many people as want to come out. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. Including you, if you want. To. Yeah, yeah I was you, thinking, you should maybe come out. Come out. Yeah. Somebody yeah, needs cool. to cover it. Come out. To, there you go. Yeah, come out to Myrtle be Beach cool. with us. It'll be great. <laughs> Ian, do you have a? Can you recall your favorite um, MSU sports moment? Yeah, I think. I'll 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 do two. I'll do a Quidditch one and I'll do a, a other sports one. Um, I think my favorite Quidditch moment from uh, this year is our pool play performances at uh, Midwest Regionals. We we were the two seed in our pool uh, in Ohio State who had actually beaten us. We we had a depleted roster, but they had beat they had pitched a shutout against us at our first tournament uh, of the season. They beat us ninety to zero. Um, we come out in that game, and we are ahead the entire game. Um, they they get a couple like lucky goals basically, and but besides that, we held them to like ten points, and then we come out, we win the game. We were never behind. We catch the snitch, and it's a huge upset in everybody's head. And then we go on to beat the rest of our of our pool play opponents by huge margins. And it was that was a great experience as a coach, as a player, as a spectator too. So that was really cool. Um, and then my favorite MSU sports moment from um, other sports. Um, we mentioned football, so I'll, I'll mention basketball because I love our basketball team this year. Um, I I mean, I love the Kentucky game, especially the first half of the Kentucky game. Um, but the two that come to mind, I think, are, are demolishing of Michigan last year when they, when they came here. That was awesome. And Matt Costello's follow-through dunk. Um, that that game was was incredible. That was probably one of my favorites. And then, I forget the game, but there was one where where Adrian Payne got gets undercut going for a rebound, and he came up, got the rebound, and scored. I think that was last season as well. And that was just that that was pretty much the epitome of of what Spartan sports should be. It's all about toughness and making the play, even if you're not in a good position to do it. So that was. They were my favorite moments. Yeah, and and the Quidditch team definitely uh, is representative of the Spartan toughness too, from what I've seen. Uh, real quick, thank you guys for all coming on the show. And the last question for everybody: if you care to answer it, uh, this is secret society. So if you have any secrets that you would like to share, I'll start <laughs> over here with with Ian. Do you have a secret for us? Uh. 
I think you should come back to me. Kevin's got a secret that I know okay. he wants to share. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a joke. <laughs> All right. You guys don't have to give one. You can you can say. Oh, I was just I gonna jokingly one. say that I'm single. So, ladies, you know, if you're interested oh, in dating a Quidditch player, I mean, feel free to hit me up. Okay. That's Kevin Fennel, who yeah. is single. Yeah. <laughs> you have a phone number, Kevin? <laughs> That's a someone six. <laughs> Mel, do you have a secret for us? Um, I'm currently wearing mismatching socks. Really? Yeah. I, you know, tried to dress a little nicely, even though no one can see me, but secretly under the shoes. It's not. What colors are they? Black and white. I like the style, but I have another question for you. Um, <laughs> did you did you survive Avada Kedavra? And can you explain what that means? <laughs> um, it's a Harry Potter reference, right? Yes. Unfortunately, I'm not Harry Potter, so I do not have any experience with that. Um, if I had, though, I'd probably have a very nice lightning uh, lightning bolt scar on my forehead. So, do you guys know what I'm re- like? What I'm referencing here? Yes. One one of the things that I do when I bring guests on is I uh, stalk their Twitter page like extensively. And <laughs> you guys you really had, follow the Quidditch team, right? <laughs> you guys had retweeted MSU crushes, and this says Mel Walker. Did you survive Avada Kedavra? Because you're drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> don't remember so, seeing that. You don't that. remember seeing that? No. Do any of you guys remember? Yes. Because I, I, I retweeted it. Particular <laughs> one. I haven't seen that particular one, but I think we've been on MSU crushes a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, I think yeah. a few of us have. Yeah. I think our players put each other on MSU crushes. <laughs> That's camaraderie right yeah. there. Just putting each other on MSU crushes. That's great. <laughs> Dan gets on MSU crushes a couple times before. Well, he's a model. Yeah, yeah that's okay. true. <laughs> so no idea as to who did that? Probably a, another Quidditch player? Probably. <laughs> but, you know... If it isn't, yeah. or even if it is, they should step forward. Yeah, reveal yourself. <laughs> reveal themselves. You all have, you all have Kevin's known. phone number now. So <laughs> okay, Maggie, do you have a secret for us? Uh, I, I don't really have a lot of secrets. I don't. Um, She's an open book. I, no, I... <laughs> um, I have I got nothing for you. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> nope, at least you're here. That's fine. Yep, that's, that's how I do. Ian looks like he's deep in thought. I mean, I think secret should be embarrassing, right? So I got I to gotta think of a really embarrassing one. Or Ian just a sort score. of funny one. Yeah, think of a funny Ian secret. can only score on the middle-sized soup. <laughs> um, <laughs> if anybody was wondering during Yule Ball who requested Shakira's Hips Don't Lie, that was me. So <laughs> how about that for a, Silly secret. I think that's an excellent way to end. Um, Thank you guys again (laughs) for coming on. Thanks for having us. You Mm -hmm. can look at uh, MSU Quidditch on Twitter, their Facebook page, Spartan Spitfires. And I want to say a special thank you to Ed Glazer for making sure that all this gets recorded. And again, thanks to everybody who's listening. Thank you. Thank you. Never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man wanna speak Spanish. Como se llama? Bonita. Picasso. Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading the signs of my body. I'm on tonight, you know my hips don't lie. I'm starting to feel it's right. All the attraction, the tension. Don't you see, baby, this is Secret society. Secret society. Secret society. Secret society. Secret society.